The following show contains discussion of mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. The following show contains spoilers for episode 8 and 9 of Survivor, Island of the Idols. The show about the worst season of Survivor. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen enough to say if, this is the worst. Not the, I mean, maybe not the worst season, it's but, not but certainly, certainly a very like landmark episode. Oh gosh, this one was a lot. I had I watched it twice for some reason. <laughs> like, jeez. I mean, going into it right when they show us that first title screen, like my first thought was like, oh no, what did Dan do? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really? I posted. Yeah, I sent it in Slack. Right, as I was oh, the yeah, you you did. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This is the first time I've seen this kind of warning come up. I guess they don't do it often. Uh, no, not really. I I don't know if they've ever put the warning up. Uh, in Survivor history, I think there's only really been two comparable incidents. Yeah, and this was definitely more. I don't know. See, the thing is, like, when they show this warning, you know, like, I'm I'm a dude where, like, this, you know, putting up, like, a maturity warning isn't going to phase me at all. But I actually, like, was kind of totally thrown off by this episode. And I spent, like, an hour after watching it just, like, sitting and thinking and just, like, feeling like crap. So I this, think this it's less about one. the actual mature content and more so how the people acted with regards to it. Yeah, it was definitely like yeah. I think it's I think it's of more of a general like disgust for humanity than it is. Yeah, the like, actions themselves. Just watching the screen, right? You're not gonna like get anything out of there, but just like really thinking about what everything means. Is, that's when it's like, oh man, this is this is terrible. So welcome to the merge episode. Congrats, <laughs> it, you've all made it. Yeah, no, it's Yay. so hard watching this when like you know something's coming. So it just creates this like really ominous feeling of like, yay, the merge. <laughs> <laughs> A harbinger for what's coming. And then uh, we get we, to the feast, but we totally skip over it, right? Nobody's like hunting for an idol clue or anything. Uh, it's just like hey, we just get a little bit of camp life talking, the, the people figuring out. Okay, what's the new alliance gonna be now that we're switching things up? Blah blah blah. And um, so Tommy was trying to kind of pitch the the new Lyra. We have hookers and blackjack, but uh, except Kelly it's the new none of that. No, but Volkai, I am bad. <laughs> Oops, I, like I knew it was the purple team, but I got the name backwards. <laughs> it's fine. Um. And after that, we get to the start of the tone of the episode, uh, discussing Dan, who we've we've discussed throughout the past episodes. He has not been edited in a favorable yeah, light. I mean, Dan Dan's and... entire like character thus far has been really like solely focused on this one aspect. I think we all kind of saw this coming to a head, uh, where. We kind of assumed that at one point Dan would get voted out because uh, people were tired of his uh, his behavior. Inappropriateness. With, well, not not. I wouldn't even say inappropriateness directly. I'd say just uh, his boundary, uh, like 
his hands negligence of other people's <laughs> uh personal boundaries. Yeah, I mean, even if he's asking, it's like it's still kind of missing the point, right? Cuz that that was one of the things he eventually brought up is that, you know, he was always asking uh, if it was okay or like trying to check in to make sure he wasn't bothering anybody. But it, it's not the point because, you know, a lot of the times when you're bothering people in this way, then they're still not going to say anything because then. Okay, fuck that upset? shit. Because, you know, you know what Dan says in one of his fucking interviews? You know what he says? Hmm. He says, uh, well, uh, they didn't uh, mention they were bothered to it enough. He says enough. What uh-huh. a fucking asshole. Yeah, throughout the season so far, we've seen people are like, can you not? Just like here and there, just momentarily. But there's the and even if it's not for like all these other the girls, episode. even if it's just Kelly, the fact that like we keep seeing instances of him like touching her at all is just so ridiculous. Like over and over like, and over, the the first like time should be enough where like somebody tells you, hey, like please don't do this to me. That should be like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe like I even if like you know I accidentally did that. It's just a mannerism I have that I wasn't even thinking about. I'm sorry yeah, that like, like I made you feel uncomfortable. Let me go out of my way to specifically never do that again. Instead of would be oh, totally let me run my fingers them. through your hair. Let me grab your side. Like it's insane. <laughs> It is. It's just like so much like behind it that is so frustrating to watch, uh, and I think kind of like the the big part about this episode too. Uh, we you know we have a few like of these fourth wall breaks where Kelly's tra- like talking directly to the producer in a confessional, which is something they try to like make you not think about too much, uh, or showing the camera equipment, which has been on the show before, yes. but it was there definitely a like lot a diff- of... definitely kind of like pulling you out of the episode. There were a lot of flashbacks showing this is a thing happening. It, this is not part of the game. They're... Usually it, whenever they're... anything that like kind of breaks the bounds of the game, the producers try and call in Jeff to deal with it so it doesn't break the immersion of the show, but never before has there really been a case where a random off-screen producer uh, is talking to the audience in a way well I, he's talking to kelly directly but we've never heard him before yeah it was definitely really surreal to like you know you're watching the show and you're like focusing on it and then suddenly it feels like you take a step back and your view kind of like opens up and you're like oh wait that's right <laughs> like even if you know in the back <laughs> of your head to real people but when like another person starts talking you're like whoa <laughs> Uh yeah, so I you kind of mentioned it earlier. I think the the big kind of like theme here for this episode, you know, kind of like encompassing both of them is separating the game from what's actually happening, right? And I was kind of thinking about this this morning is a lot of the times like, you know, watching Survivor, especially the modern version of it, you know, that a big part of the game is the lying and manipulation and deceit and everything. And you kind of respect the players who are like, oh, of course, like, I don't have any boundaries here. I'm playing a game. This is Survivor. Uh, I will do whatever it takes to, you know, get myself further in the game. And that's something that normally you would, like, respect in a player because they are using everything they possibly could to play the game. And up until this point, 
that's never really been a problem, right? You know, oh, I swear on my family that we'll be in an alliance, or oh, my grandma's dead, right? Like, yeah, I, I think <laughs> uh, though there is another side to it. I think generally it's also been a matter of sure you can play as well as you want, but you also have to be respectful of the people around you. Uh, I, I think we kind of saw that a bit in Redemption Island with uh, Russell, where he didn't really respect people and he kind of paid the price for that. Oh, yeah, not tears versus and, villains. I'm uh, my my bad. Yeah, and and that's kind of the thing too, right? Is like when you just have people interacting with each other in the game, it's a a little little different you know even in russell's case uh, like in samoa when he started burning people's possessions or hiding the machete or pouring out the water right that's like sabotaging people but you're not mm-hmm. like i don't know it's it's a different level of the kind of things that w- we have in this episode and it's really it really just takes you out of it and you really feel right, a separation yeah, yeah. I, I'm not between talking the about, game and, uh, like, a real-life issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to clarify my statement earlier. I'm not talking about Russell's, uh, like, his little teasing in his first season. But, like, in Harris vs. Villain, he was just straight out being mean and rude to people. He was just needlessly, like, saying they were useless and crap like that. Mm-hmm. Uh... But definitely, what happened today goes even beyond that. Like, it's not just an insult or uh, disrespectful comments. It is just violating somebody's personal space and their comfort zone. And that is beyond infuriating. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just kind with... of going into this first tribal, which is kind of like the the apex climax of this episode and it's kind of like the things leading up to this first tribal and then everything that happens after it even like including the second tribal council it all kind of feels like it's stemming from that first tribal and the like big real thing here is like er, you know what one side of the vote is thinking okay let's take a step away from the game let's be real about this and let's just get dan out of here because uh you know he's not going to go on his own and apparently talking to the producers isn't enough to get him to be out of here so let's just all work together on this one like you know stop trying to cut each other's throats and let's just vote dan out and what ends up happening is people taking guys they're targeting dan this is a great opportunity to get kelly out and I see, I see, like, like the gameplay side on Missy's part, right, where she had had this big conversation with Kelly, and then right after that, she realizes, she, you know, she learns from Lauren that Kelly still is planning on gunning for Missy. So I can understand that now Missy is feeling like she was the one who was betrayed there, uh, and that that they're discussion may not have been as legitimate as she thought it was it could have just been a tactic to try and make her more comfortable but right yeah the the issue is all of the like extra lying going on around here and like Mm -hmm. looking back on the confessional with kelly about her saying you know at least she has some other people that she can relate with so she doesn't feel like she's just overreacting or so or invalidated in this situation and then learning later 
that that's not really necessarily true or it is and uh elizabeth and missy are just lying later to like cover their tracks it's all just like so convoluted and still upsetting just like trying to (laughs) talk about it right now so i think in past episodes we've seen uh missy and lauren kind of discuss dan's behavior is inappropriate so i think there is some truth to those stories however when elizabeth gets brought into this episode she immediately uh goes to confession and say oh i'm gonna i'm gonna lie about this and exaggerate it so that everybody it sounds like they're is... just exaggerating it way bigger to get janet or well really the rest of the tribe to try and vote for dan mm-hmm. just get him out and then also thinking, okay, now that all of them are voting for Dan, we can actually just use this as part of the game for some but reason. They keep their bullshit going where they're just playing into Dan's awful, but we don't really think so. Not in order to get rid of Dan, somebody who is being problematic, but instead they they lie get kelly out and j- j- just for, to just basically embarrass game. kelly they, they do it to blind to keep kelly's blindside smokescreen going ultimately <laughs> humiliating somebody who is in a vulnerable position personally yeah which is you know like trying to you know take a step back which like is game gameplay on their part like sure they got her out they made her feel comfortable but it almost feels unfair to like take kind of a, a meta perspective look at it and like try and use an aspect that's not part of the game to play the game. And I feel like that's why it feels so wrong. There's something about like so far every week has been a blind side and <laughs> this time it they're just trying to construct these blind sides with whatever and it feels like they've gone way too far i mean i, I feel like for the past like 20 seasons survivor has been let's do see if we can have the best blind side the, the, yes but the thing is this season has been only blind sides is <laughs> is there any one episode you can point out that this so far that has been okay this is the person we're voting out and here you go they got voted out no <laughs> why is it well, something I, I, with the because there's so many idols point? you never know if someone well, has an idol that they can play yeah and apparently they freaking kelly you had two yeah, you could have played one. That's of that's them. a whole other thing at this tribal. Is Kelly not yeah. playing an idol? Is get, ridiculous. Let's get back to the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> as soon as she had those two, right, and like that's that's all soaring, getting a whole bunch of points there, right. I'm like, oh geez, like Kelly is going to get so many points, <laughs> like by getting the idols and playing them and staying in the game. And she just it would have been uh, fantastic. She lets we also, like, oh, herself. She, feel she had used that idol. The the entire like course of this episode would be reversed. Yeah. Dan would have yeah. gone home. It wouldn't yes. have been so great if Dan just goes home and then we don't have oh, to worry about it anymore. Fantastic. Oh. Uh. Yeah. I don't know if like, she has a confessional saying, 
oh, oh, I'm feeling a little bit worried. Maybe I should play it. Yeah, I mean, and she probably knew, or did she even know that anybody was voting for her? I don't, I don't know. I just feel like if you have two idols and you feel any sort of threat coming for you, then you should probably play one. Especially after she just used one on Dean, which really didn't help her at all. You know, she, she played the idol with Dean to make a big move, maybe a jury play later on, but... I mean, yeah, it's like she had the idol and it would have expired, so she figured she might as well use it. Um, but, you know, certainly Dean d- didn't help Kelly out at all this episode because he voted for her. And he could have at least said, like, hey, I think the votes are, like, actually coming your way. But uh guess not. And yeah. so looping back a bit, you know, if you look at... Uh, my comments in our chat as we're watching the episode, my live comments, uh, mm-hmm. when Elizabeth first lies, like, I am freaking out about that shit. I'm like, what the fuck? This is, like, totally demoralizing. It's, you know, this is why women don't get believed because of bullshit like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But then, you know, I'm pissed off at Elizabeth then, but what really, like, tore me apart is after Tribal, that scene on the beach where... Janet is, you know, upset about the blind side, and everybody there is just on the beach ganging up against her. Oh my god, yeah. First, so, they go and spin all of this and have Janet and everybody be the smokescreen for Kelly's blind side, and then they just throw Janet under the bus yeah, like they... as hard <laughs> as they possibly can. And it, it just continues kind of for the rest of the episode where they're just like, oh, what do you mean, Janet? Why are you so uncool? <laughs> like, they they just gaslight Janet through this part of the episode. They do it again later at Tribal, which the second Tribal, I feel like we can also really, uh, really get into. Because this one may have been a little more frustrating than the first one, however possible that can be. Uh, I I don't know. I can't even really think about too much about this uh, second half of the episode. I know we have, uh, you know, Janet come back from camp or, you know, all the stuff here. And then she grabs the idol and then we have Island of the Idols. Uh, it it was really interesting to have this two hour, oh, this was weird. Or, you know, this double episode and only two challenges with it. I feel like normally they would fit a reward challenge in here, but there's just so much other content. Drama. Yeah. Can can we get to the island of the idols? Cause that was weird. Yeah. So this is I another don't... like, <laughs> just like they're messing with the game. Just like the too much. the episode is already like <laughs> crap, and then we just have this awful island of the idols segment, which is so like frustrating as you know someone hoping for the best of the show. Um, okay. So so first <laughs> yeah, off, break it down. Um, Jamal finding this note just hanging out in the middle of the island. I like that. That's a good gimmick to get a player to the island of the idols. Yeah. Just just wandering upon something. And congrats, you get it. And then he gets there, and it's like, psych, <laughs> you just lost your vote. You didn't even have to, you didn't even get to choose to be in this challenge. You're given this challenge. What if he it's just frustrating? Broke it? It's just like, what am I? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to ignore the piece of paper? And then someone opens the paper, and oh, it's a clue to an idol. And the clue is like, dig down one foot below you. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous. 
someone was going to get screwed because of that, no matter what. Yeah, and, like, there are some people saying that, like, you know, Jamal sealed his fate as soon as he touched the paper. I don't think that's necessarily true. He there he could have done better with the uh little not advantage his little yeah, slip of parchment and the best thing with that probably would have been to do nothing at all uh but like you know jamal was already in a shaky place in the game and you know island of the idols is going to put a threat on like a target on you regardless and that's kind of just like part of the game that's acceptable uh, I'd feel like him bringing back his his uh, fake advantage probably didn't help. I feel yeah, like that was no. the thing that probably hurt him the most, maybe. Like, but it's not dude, even convincing showing fake, this like, off in public. Sure, there might be no writing utensils in Survivor, but the the advantage notes are never handwritten. They're always printed on this, you know, they're, they're always printed in this same font that yeah that's why that's like why the entire run of the show when when, when rob pulled out the pencil i'm like what you, no one no one's gonna believe this <laughs> the the bet i mean i saw this come around a lot too the best way to use this paper is to just bring it back blank and just be like hey and burn it it's hey guys i got it's an, an extra vote. it's an burn extra it. vote right that's like the the oh. sole like best thing you could do with it is like hey it's an extra yeah. vote they would probably ask, hey, where's that slip of paper that says, hey, you got an extra vote? But <laughs> if you could figure something out for that. Yeah, you, I, I left it on the island. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I just feel like a blank piece of paper is going to be more powerful than anything you could actually write on it. Or as, some people are saying, like, oh, draw like a map on it or something. Uh, Ooh, but That's an idea. Still, just see, him writing see, the up big this brain, fake advantage is just no. <laughs> see, the big brain move is get Rob and Sandra to sign the parchment, <laughs> and then to come back and you'll be like, "Hey, I got the their secret. signature. Hey, I got their autograph. I'm taking this home with me. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'll sell it to one of you for uh, Jeff Buck. <laughs> Let's not get, get into Jeff Bucks yet." Uh, is Jeff Bucks how you purchase a Jeff phone? Uh, maybe. So, <laughs> where were we? It's Island of the Idols. Reference. Okay, so here's another thing, right? Like, there's no challenge. It's just, like, given to him. He's just like, alright, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna have a piece of paper. This game is your challenge. But, Here yeah, you go. Know, it, it just felt, like, kind of annoying to, like, have Rob and Sandra there. And they're just like, hey, guess what? Idiot. Screw you. <laughs> I, I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder whether or not to try and make a fake advantage was a secret challenge in itself uh, I don't like, know. it's just it's just so obviously fake and like i have so, i have so many questions and i wish you know there was a place to get answers for these kind it's of like questions here nothing com- but all, all... No- nothing comes free in survivor all right here's a here's a paper and pencil <laughs> <laughs> but like all, all the press is too busy you know talking about the elephant in the room that smaller questions like what the fuck was this dumbass shit <laughs> <laughs> uh also since we're talking about the lack of challenges uh should we talk about the challenges yeah sure because let's do it they were the first something. immunity the one with the little pegs and the oh oh the... this one was so cool i haven't seen anything uh, like yes. it before i was like oh man it's like I like this. strength based, it, but not you know like 
balance only. It's like, you know, you actually... They had to construct this specific set thing. (laughs) I I guess the exact... So we're talking about the first immunity, right? Yes. Uh, With the the balls, the orbs. Yeah, so I think what's interesting about this is you first think, oh, just keep it held at a certain level. That's not terrible. But then they have to do squats while holding it up, and that just seems like torture. Yeah, and I like that if you lower it a certain amount, you can't lift it back up. It took me a while to, like, figure out what that little mechanism on the right was, like all those little hooks. But if it goes, like, low, then you can't lift it back up. You can't. Yes. That's what I thought was really cool too. You can't just kind of like brute force it with your posture. Like you have to like stay low and just hold up, but you can't really like, you know, put all your all your muscle into it. It has to be like this weird half spot. You so it, it was it was a cool challenge. Right and then hold it there. And guys, the secret meta here was to squat down, shift yourself to turn around, and hold on your shoulders. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Uh, you know, unfortunately, at the end we did have like just two strong guys <laughs> in the challenge, but I guess that's okay. But I like that challenge. Good challenge. Yeah. So Aaron, uh, Aaron wins. Eh, Good yeah, job. Whatever. Congrats, Jimmer. Jimmer's not here today. Did we say that? No. Jimmer's not but... here again this week. Uh, we'll get him back at some point. He got some immunity points, and now they're individual. So uh, four points. Oh goodness. For I was the only person who hasn't lost any team members when we're all down to <laughs> half a team or less uh, <laughs> hasn't shown up for like half the recording sessions excuse me he's he's still good he's losing people at an alarming rate yeah <laughs> he's it's he's probably like the most interesting team right now and he's yeah not here. Right. dang so should we then should we like go into points and kind of just like use the points well, to walk ourselves through the episode? Because I feel well, like we I can wanted kind to of talk about the other immunity. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like we can kind of like go through the first part of points and All like right, it, let's, and let's just kind of walk through it that back. way. Because yeah, because we haven't even we, we didn't mention uh, in the first half with Kelly. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if we focus on like one one table here, we can kind of like center our attention in and kind of like rein ourselves into uh, this first part of the episode. Yeah, reeling it back to the very start. Um, <laughs> we get back to Lyro Camp, and everybody is like, "Oh, idols were played. Let's go idol hunting." Yeah. Why? Why do they put one on Lyro Beach if the merge is happening in twenty minutes? Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's weird. I get the idea that I don't know. There's like an expectation that an idol gets played, and then they put an idol into the game. But wasn't wasn't the idol Kelly played from Island of the Idols? Well, yes, but the one Jamal uh, Kelly, was yeah, wasn't. Jamal's oh, Jamal's idol, right? Was from Vokai. I don't know. I or, I I there. feel like they don't really they shouldn't follow this like law where they always have to immediately put an idol back. I feel like it should be like kind of ambiguous uh, when a new idol appears, right? I I just feel like you come back from camp and like there's already an idol out there somewhere i unless it it happened to be that this was like the vokai um oh yeah elizabeth's swap. idol was never replaced or not elizabeth uh molly's idol was never replaced chelsea. was it or chelsea Jeez. chelsea's was. it it could have been that this was that i kind of doubt it though 
Yeah, because real, I I guess they're assuming. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just strange, right? Because Kelly and Jamal both came from the Vokai Beach. Yeah, and even if one of them got their idol from Island of the Idols, it's gotta be Chelsea's. Really, really, the Chelsea got the the first one. Yeah, so really, that's why it was there. It wasn't replaced. Exactly. So really, Jamal, Jamal's idol should be back on Vokai Beach. (laughs) So really, every morning in the first part of the game, you should go look for a new idol. It was just really confusing. But Kelly finds an idol on Vokai Beach. Doesn't matter. We're going to the merge. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and while we're we here. Back from this <laughs> immunity challenge. This this one with the pegs and the balls and all that, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Kelly's like, oh, I'm in a bad spot. Let's keep looking for more idols. And she gets one. Well, dang, maybe I should play it. Nah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, and then we get into the second half or the episode. Is it? Ep- I, I hate when so they CBS, label it episode eight, episode nine, or not. I think what will happen. It, we're referring to CBS All Access. You know, they show the different episodes. What I think they usually do is that they put the episode in, and then like later they go back and change it <laughs> because the interns okay. are crap. But literally everybody I, is referring to it as episode eight and nine, so we might as well stay consistent with that. I, yeah, we're keeping consistent with everyone else. But in my head, this is like this is one episode yeah. in the edit bay. This is one complete story overall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So what is the order of operations? We get. Oh, we get Janet. Yeah. We get Janet. Janet becomes the only light in this dark season. Oh, Janet, please stay in here. Um, so we get back from the, the tribal that we talked about, kind of. Um, and we get this conversation with Janet. Everybody throws her under the bus. And we have Aaron and Missy... Waking up at the crack of dawn to look for idols. Going out to bury a body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where did they get a shovel? I guess it's just part um, of like a toolkit or something. But yeah. it's just like, <laughs> oh, didn't see her there. Uh, don't mind me. One weird, one weird thing people have been pointing out is Aaron. When during the scene, Aaron's like, uh, he said you gotta search in crevices. Yeah, who? And people are like, who? Who's he? Who's he? Where did this? Where did this where did this clue come from did did he learn yeah did he get a clue in the game from someone is he talking about past experience with like his friend bob um or yeah it's it's whatever janet janet breaks in and janet steals the idol let's go we're just going we're just going for a walk we're just going for a walk with our giant (laughs) spade Uh, um, yeah, so, so yeah, so points. Janet Janet picks up an idol. Good for her. That that's three idol finds in the same episode. Let's go. Um, and then we talked about Island of the Idols. There's no points in that. Well, there's one point in Jamal being forced to <laughs> take a challenge. Congrats, Jimmer. Now we go and into then... this immunity, right? Yeah, and I like this one Jeff, as well. Jeff drops. Uh, hey guys, uh, two winners this time. Because why not? <laughs> yeah what what why why 
like i thought i thought we were gonna do like a double tribal council or something but like no they're just uh two winners they they are they are setting up uh in the next time on they show they will have a double tribal two people hopefully they're just trying to really get rid of tam (laughs) please oh god um but the actual challenge is quite interesting they have like this little perch that everybody's standing on and tied tied a rope and some handle and jeff jeff gets to lower them into the water i love vindictive jeff (laughs) just sits there like slowly cranking the wheel (laughs) oh i want more jeff interaction in the challenges (laughs) I miss the days of teasing people off of, uh, off of perches. Yeah, I mean, food. we started it, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to make things more interesting." I'm like, "Oh man, bring out the snacks!" And he just turns the <laughs> wheel. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> nah, just and, and uh, yeah, we get one uh, man winning immunity and one <laughs> woman. It's Aaron again. Win- yeah, of course it's Aaron. It's gonna be freaking Aaron for the rest of it. Um, but Missy is also gets yeah. a win. Yeah, there you go, Flying. <laughs> Enjoyed your points. Yay! I get points. If only I could have moral. A people good team. On my team. <laughs> <laughs> if only your team wasn't full of assholes and Janet. Let's go, Janet. <laughs> uh, and hey, we want to get back to like the serious notes with the. The freaking tribe. I think Yay. I think I went through it well enough. I think I'm good. Yeah, especially since uh, this this episode nine, the second half, they only have like they have three scenes. They're just like, okay, we're gonna split it between these two people, and then okay, tribal time. Yeah, I I'm just glad Jan didn't go home tonight. However, I'm really sad that Jamal went home. Yeah, that's damn. really really unfortunate. Espe- in especially the after when the Aaron was like. Well, I didn't hear anything about this. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, about oh this God. violation. <laughs> it was and very, then, very unfortunate Jamal. for the the it, season to lose Jamal at this specific freaking... moment in time. <laughs> hold, hold up a second, Aaron. You were there. You were in the background of that scene where everybody was throwing Janet under the bus. <laughs> um, you heard her asking. Yeah, you said this specific. You were complaining to me, and they said, "Yeah." <laughs> Please, Aaron. Aaron. Pay attention. So, uh, something a lot of people always say, like on Survivor, especially, is that you know it's like a little you know sample of the United States, and like in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) No, Canada's gone. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, And I feel like that's very also true in in this moment too, right? You have like Jamal as a very as a very educated person on this subject specifically. Uh, you have Dan, who is trying to throw things, uh, you know, under the rug and brush it aside. You have lots of people here who aren't saying anything. Uh, and you have Aaron, who is, you know, saying, oh, well, Speaking I, you know, I, this information is not reaching me. I would know about it. So obviously it's not an issue. Uh, and then you have people like, <laughs> man. There is just a lot of things in this episode, like when Dan is like, oh, you know, of course I am touching people because we're like squeezing past each other in the shelter. And then he like grabs Nora as an example. And then Nora just has to like laugh it off. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's 
And then Dan has this opportunity to, like, monologue and just completely defend himself over everything that's happened and saying, oh, well, no, nobody's ever said anything to me about it. And it's like, okay, well, obviously, you know, Kelly has done that over and over. And then we keep having to cut to scenes of Kelly just sitting on the jury bench. And Kelly cannot do a single thing because the rules say that she's on the jury. And I fully expected her to start talking because we already had producers talk. Yeah. And she doesn't. Here's the thing. According to a Hollywood Reporter interview with Wiggler, uh, Jeff said that they were thinking about letting her speak. Uh, They actually, after Kelly was voted out, one of the first things Jeff said to her is, uh, would you like to be able to speak next tribal council? And he didn't really elaborate exactly how the conversations went, but in the end they decided to not go ahead with it. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It it just felt so nasty in the second tribal council to just like watch dan speak and like just have to have kelly sit there and then that's kind of like a mirror too of what happens is you know we get the the guy who can just come out and give his address and you can't really respond to it it's just so frustrating and i'm not upset at survivor you know as as a show really because it's not their fault but yeah I, like, I don't know. I feel like for them it, it's very difficult because once they start like just plucking people from the game, they mm-hmm. have like like it becomes a whole pile of extra drama. Like the producers meddled with the results and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, like I think the only time that like somebody has technically been removed from the game was Brandon. Uh, most of the, technically most of the voted time, him out. Most of the time, they do a pretty decent job of having this moment of agreement where it's like okay we're all voting this person out right and everybody's like yeah and then they do it right that's how they usually do these kind of like ejection type moments there's there's another one that you haven't gone to yet soaring but generally they're they're pretty good at just like integrating it into the game even if it's even if you can kind of read behind it and just be like okay like you know this this is what's happening uh, and I fully expected that to be happening again, and it it, it didn't. <laughs> this season is going somewhere. So, like, I I hope that it, it can recover. I am glad that Jeff stood his ground against Dan and said, you know, oh, no, we are not letting this go. We are going that to get to this. However, I really wish that on the production side they were a, a little more active about, you know, like the warning or whatever that is. Or, you know, being more direct with Elizabeth and Missy about what they were doing to Janet, which was super unfair. And also super just, like, unfair. the fact that production has footage of Kelly being uncomfortable and footage of Kelly asking Dan to stop. So Jeff they can be like, the, we've got cameras here, buddy. Yeah, we know what you did. The warning should have, ha- you know, they that first episode, you know, they have the, the interaction and Kelly says, you know, please stop. And as soon as Dan continues after that, that's when the warning should come in. That's when she'd be like, okay, like, you need to chill, dude. (laughs) They have camera operators, boom operators, audio technicians. Everybody's there. Everybody sees it. Something should have happened sooner, but. Yeah, so this tribal council is thoroughly disgusting. And it ends on a very sad note with Jamal going home. <laughs> uh, Janet misplays an idol, but I'm glad she played it because yeah. in the same vein of Kelly definitely should have played her idol last last episode no matter what. 
Uh, Janet definitely should have played her idol this time, no matter what, and I'm glad she did. However, I thought it would have been really sad if everyone's like, oh, Janet, Janet, don't quit. Janet, we love you. And then they just all vote her out. I felt like that would have been terrible. (laughs) Hey, do do you guys remember what Dan's job is? Yeah, I think that's very very, uh, relevant to everything that's happening. And it's some sick irony. (laughs) Ugh, that's... mm. I guess it runs in the business. So points so points so episode eight we for just... our, our merge episode very bland but i feel like we kind of can expect that out of our like standard merge first episode right not a lot going on because they're usually showing camp moments camp moments uh, a little, little different in terms of content this time around but it still followed the pattern we've kind of been seeing somehow kelly pulled out those two Jesus. idols getting a whole bunch of points for soaring unfortunately so uh, we will we'll never be able to see the advantage played and successful uh, advantage coming out of Kelly because she went home with two idols in her pocket. My team has gone home with three idols in their pocket this season. Uh, flying gets a nice little Dan point right there. No, and, don't don't call uh, it nice. Gives Jimmer uh, some immunity win points, and I sit there with nothing uh, other than my six. And then yeah, moving on for the week. to the next part, it definitely gets a little more interesting here. We have a lot more going on. Uh, we have Jamal going to the Island of Idols, which we decided to give him a point for because he did kind of do a challenge in a way through that blank Forced paper based off of what Rob was saying. Uh, but I feel like it's only fair to at least give him a point anyways for going to Island of the Idols. Then we have our double immunity uh, Aaron and Missy uh, both win, so there's some points for Flying and Jimmer. Uh, keeping them a little close there doesn't really get help either of them much. Uh, however, Janet gets an idol. Let's go. Janet. Plays an idol. Plays it and keeps not successfully, but yeah, keeps flying above the twenty point mark after the merge, which is crazy. I mean. Fly, flying hasn't lost any people yet, so he's like already just racking I'm in the points gonna now. Be, I'm gonna be good for the rest of the season, right? Like just by being present in the episode, right? Flying's getting ten points. Uh, Jimmer, Jimmer's <laughs> getting four, right? <laughs> like just even if he doesn't do anything, if he just keeps people on his team, like flying will continue to soar. I mean, it's kind of funny right now on our graph on the and results here... page, flying looks like he's off the chart. <laughs> he's not quite, but <laughs> I'm, I'm at the top of the chart. It, yeah. It's, it's interesting how, especially here on this graph, like how it's kind of turned into two separate, like <laughs> competitions going on here. And here I am getting the minimum amount of points you can possibly get <laughs> yep. in an episode this season. Uh, oh. No, no, you could still have pre-merge. one point. <laughs> How? Could've, it could have been pre-merge. If you just lost uh. four people in a row in the pre-merge. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> did not do anything after that. Yeah, so you're you're still in an interesting spot, Curse right? Because I, I was saying that between Kelly and Tommy, you probably have the winner on your team. Well, now Kelly's gone. I feel like Tommy still has a really good chance, but I would be so upset if a girl doesn't win this season at this point. Um, Well, I mean, I don't want Missy to win. I don't want Elizabeth to win. I don't want Lauren to win. Yeah, so that leaves uh, us with Elaine, Nora, Karishma, and Janet. 
and realistically, Elaine is the only one of those people who can win. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see Janet, like, somehow pull this out and be, like, the greatest hero ever, but that's <laughs> not, unfortunately, going to be possible. Uh, I, I can't see I can't see anybody voting for Krishma or Nora at this point. So, I want a Nora win. Uh, That'd be fun. So a woman winner is looking less and less likely uh, every day. <laughs> Oh, and now Jamal's yeah, this... gone. Who would have been my choice? Uh, but this episode is a turning point in this. Yeah, season. looking like looking into the rest of the season, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> like, I hate it's everybody just who's in the game. <laughs> like it went from you know having some fun characters, uh, and a couple you know, couple you know more shady individuals like not not necessarily bad people but like Nora being a wild card and Krishma kind of being whiny mm-hmm. and Dan being Dan uh but overall like i would say i had generally positive attitudes towards the cast and now like 80% of the cast is awful yeah it's <laughs> like we got rid of all the best parts of the cast <laughs> i don't know this it, it's just kind of lame and of course, I'm going to keep watching the season, but it's, it won't be with as much excitement as, uh, you know, I've been kind of leaning towards. Because with the season two, it's like, oh, geez, Rob and Sandra are going to be here. It's going to be awful. And then, like, I kind of grew to like it. And then everything kind of went down the drain this time. So yeah, it's well, interesting to see how the show will kind of try and recover. Because I, I think a lot of people are going to be watching this up next episode with bated breath well i'm still gonna be happy to see uh, statler and waldorf at their uh, tribal council (laughs) i certainly hope that they uh, don't end up uh bringing richard hatch back next season yeah next season's gonna be interesting too (laughs) really hope it can be a good one despite any accessories it carries with it okay so went through points talked about results a little bit fine you want to give the breakdown on the the not not especially on the point uh games. yeah we we talked about um gosh darn it i would have to do math because we <laughs> split this into two episodes 33 21 16 13 Shush. uh yeah so i have caught uh, caught up and surpassed jimmer in the past two episodes look at that clean um, 150 Let's, yeah nice and round um and as long as i keep all five of my players <laughs> i'm probably just gonna keep climbing um what if you just jimmer up having the entire final three i know it's funny because i was i was saying like oh jimmer looks like he could have the final five but now it's, it's starting to look like it might be flying i don't know i i'm if aaron can keep getting immunity wins Jimmer should be good in at least one player. Yeah. Um, but so Jimmer is trailing a little bit behind uh, 136 points. And um, then, and then <laughs> yeah, Toon and Soaring are, are fighting over third and fourth place. Uh, Toon at 102, Soaring at 95. Clean 95. <laughs> so. I'm the only one under 100. 
you'll <laughs> you'll get there eventually maybe <laughs> can i if, in, if, in I, if I only get if i only get two points and t- tommy goes home yeah uh we'll we'll talk episodes. we'll talk about redemption island uh maybe, we'll, maybe we'll... tommy will still win them though and that'll give you a whole bunch of points i don't know i feel like right i feel like where i'm at in this game is like me hoping i can like scrap together enough points in case tommy wins <laughs> but i'm still not sure that i'd be able to gain enough to stop that well i think that's it yeah this was a crazy episode, episode and i was kind of was... i was kind of dreading this podcast but i'm also really glad i was able to get a lot out and have like an actual discussion about it rather than just having to read tweets <laughs> Yeah, I mean, usually I look forward to recording these episodes unless, like, I'm sick or I'm just drowning in work. But, like, I think it's the first time I've actively, like, dreaded having to record because of the content. This was not a fun episode. Yeah, I think it was really, really nice, though. I feel like it was healthy for me to just be able to, like, get a lot of the things that have been on my mind out. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, like, all day, like, I don't know anybody who watches Survivor. Uh, Just, like, I thinking about just awful people being awful yeah it just feels like such a big thing in your head and you're just like going about your day and you're like wait no one else even knows that this just went down yeah Yeah. well thank you for being here with us knowing that this is going down um, if you do want to check out our other more lighthearted episodes uh, check out rngshow.com if you want to see this spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers and uh, tune and soaring fighting over third and fourth place uh, you can check the link in the show notes or go to rngshow.com slash 39 it's a really fun Thank spreadsheet I, I just like looking at it I, and scrolling around I love. and there's so many pretty it's, colors it's in it and it looks so nicely up. organized uh, it's worth worth a, worth a glimpse I love spreadsheets. Um, thank you to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. Thank you to, to Mango for dealing with our rambling. Yeah, this is going to be quite day. an episode to edit, so <laughs> big shout-out <laughs> We will out for talk you all next... We will talk to you all next week, hopefully with a better episode. <laughs> I hope so. Bye. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>